Okay, these are additional uh, comments. Uh, continuing with Dr. Chetna. Yeah, so the um, rhythmic breathing, which I was talking about in the previous um, audio, um, one more thing which they noted um, was how people could actually um, reach the uh, a super, um, not super, it's like almost like a state uh, which is full of like a euphoric state which you get from psychedelics. Um, so when you do this breath work, you actually secrete DMT. So, so what is DMT? Um, dimethyltryptamine. Okay. And that is something which a lot of people take as a drug, mm-hmm. like a psychedelic drug. Right. And um, they, to get high, to yeah. get uh, the euphoric state. Right. But when you do this form of breath work, it's your own body generates the DMT. Mm-hmm. So you can get euphoric, you can get high without any medication or without being addicted to drugs. Or without a negative side effect. Exactly, of course. This is all, and it's a, it's, it's a great state to be in because that's where we want to be. All of us want to be in that euphoric state and energetic state. So that mm-hmm. is the beauty of this breath, breath work where you can do that also so you can have all the other breath work where you actually feel blissful but this is more than that so um, of course it comes with practice and you have to do it a certain period of time to achieve that state but it does that and that's the beauty of it and the advantage of um, how you can use that before meditation is it allows you when you go into meditation whatever technique you use or tool after that is a deeper space where you're not connected to your body it's like an almost like an out of body experience where you uh, dissociate yourself in, from your current identity mm-hmm. um, as whoever you are because sometimes we associate ourselves to this being this personality and who we are because uh, and the and the idea of dissociating also is to really know your real nature, mm-hmm. and that is your true nature is just being blissful all so, the time. So I have a question here. You use the word dissociation, and of course, in the field of psychopathology, there is a defense mechanism called disso- dissociation, which is maladaptive. You know, so that's a different thing, obviously, which is we're, we're due to internal external stressor or stressors, there is a sense of dissociating from a particular phenomenon or relationship or whatever. How does the word dissociation, the way you're using it in the meditation context, how does that differ from this psychological dissociative state, like dissociative identity Mm -hmm. disorder and other dissociative states? Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, so um, obviously I'm not a psychotherapist, but my idea of when you dissociate yourself from a situation or uh, you know um circumstance or anything like that is almost you're literally not consciously thinking about it yeah. um so your subconscious takes all the brunt in it's still in there but it's yeah. just that when the it's thought comes exactly it's an escape, it's an yeah. escape mechanism so that is not clearing it's still there so you in just want to look another, at it it's creating additional problems usually correct so you're not looking at it you're just doesn't don't want to look at it it's like you don't want to deal with things and all the things but what happens with that is the emotions and feelings which are associated with those are all always there with you they're not going anywhere and those are the things which cause diseases in the long run in the physical area so that Mm -hmm. is different so now when you in the meditative state it's a different dissociation because what you do in there is you literally 
dissociating from your current identification which means like let's say me i am dr chetna kripalu mm-hmm. i am a physician i have achieved whatever you know become a doctor i have two children and this is my parents and this is my family the reason to dissociate is because sometimes we think that's all there is in life so the whole idea of meditation is to go into the state where you know that it's not just just that body and mind you have the body and mind but it is you are not the body and mind so that is what i'm talking about when i say dissociate yourself and this allows you to actually create new um um belief systems yeah. create your own destiny because that is the only time you know that your limited beliefs don't get to you and they are sabotaging so that is you are in your own way that's what it means when yeah. you're saying you're in your own way is you have these ideas but then you put it down like oh but i can't do it and i because of whatever beliefs you've created so this allows you mm-hmm. to get dissociate from limiting beliefs yes so that's very well explained i just have a f- couple of questions for further clarification Would you say that the act of dissociating the way you're describing this would you say that that is an effect of the various meditations that you are teaching specifically the ones that you're teaching and the way you have conceptualized this would you say that this type of healthy dissociation which is a type of heightened awareness or a type of self discovery let's put it that way perhaps you know what's the bridge between these two states because there's people who practice a variety of meditations and through angel wing trinity etc we're you know teaching different medita- meditations you're teaching them could you describe the bridge between the variety of meditations and this state of healthy dissociation which is perhaps a state of observation of the mind body complex which you just talk about that bridge a little bit more yes so why don't we or why cannot be why cannot we um observe ourselves observe our thoughts when yeah. in a conscious state and you don't have to meditate you can sit and watch your thoughts right right it's right. a good question yeah right yes you can but what happens invariably is you know your mind is full of thoughts so they come in between and they kind of take over in between so you really cannot sit and watch um and become go to that space where it's neutrality or nobody a sense of no one or you're not attached to anything Okay, so that is why that's essential to so, go into that state. All right, so I have a question also on this point. You talked about the space of no thoughts or neutrality. You know, people who take a variety of different substances, drugs, etc., or even they go to casinos for gambling or they might be involved in hypersexuality or they might be involved in some other kind of, you know, experience of some sort where they feel that they're in that no mind zone, right? How does the use of the substances or even non-substances like gambling or sexuality or some other even like hyper exercise addictions those kinds of things how does all of that compare to the space that you're talking about because they also are in a zone for a certain period of time and so could you draw what the parallel is and what the difference is particularly between these two well the things other than drugs like exercise and you know gambling is an addiction but it's not directly putting shopping doctors also, substance. shopping internet addiction those yeah correct Texting. so <laughs> yeah so they're all addictions because and the reason why it's an addiction is because we all want a space we all want to periodically go into that space where you're not clouded by these thoughts and it's exhausting right so that's why we have seen when you're focused in any kind of work you're passionate about you forget everything you have a state of it's otherwise called as a flow mm-hmm. um but the thing is 
it's not any different from that but the but the benefit of something like meditation and reaching that state is you carry it over the day you carry it over weeks you carry it over let's say um you know months and you'll see a difference and evolution of yourself over the number of years as you go by all the other fields of course not to mention these uh, addictions with drugs and you know Sugar. sexuality yeah. food yeah. um drink alcohol whatever all yeah. these things have negative effects of course of, we don't have that in that now and desire increases for that tolerance and effect increases correct also. so those are all you know we have side effects from it the the thing with this is it's only beneficial because what it does is in my opinion in my experience more than anything else um the best the biggest or the be- best benefit you get from this is a state of um calmness a state of bliss a state of um really some kind of you know i wouldn't say unconditional love you have to reach up to a very high state to get that mm-hmm. but really there is uh, a kind of like a compassion which imp- which increases when you do that because um you i can see myself before mm-hmm. i mean i was a quiet person didn't say anything um before but i can say sense an inner dif- inner um a difference from my inner state from before yeah. and you don't react the way you did and plus i think that's one thing because of course you want you don't want to have to go up and down in your life which is what gives you the anger the frustration and all mm-hmm. those things but more than that i think what has happened is this is a great tool actually to um r- figure out or what you actually want to do how can you yeah. design your destiny how can yeah. you um make your destiny from now on mm-hmm. you are that powerful mm-hmm. one thing to realize is if you look around you whatever you've amassed whatever you achieved whatever you've done um it's all because of you and you may not like it and it's all unconscious sure. probably you created correct uh, created the present but so the good part when you do it with that with this tool is that you are creating a destiny consciously mm-hmm. so you're undoing everything and actually w- doing what you actually desire in your life and it's not um just woo woo this is really really true this is definitely possible and the more you achieve those states yeah. in meditation the more you can say okay and i'm telling you even little things you say i want this today when you get into that state your body and your being and the universe cooperates immediately which is the law of attraction idea exactly so that is why but what happens when you do it consciously like when you have a whim like i want to do this you're not persistent because you don't know you really want it from the inside from the vibrational state so that is why those things don't come true so would you say that uh or would you elaborate on the breath work the various types of meditations that are being taught at at angel wing uh and how that connects with the state of one's desires because desires are there there's so many different innumerable types of desires would you be able to elaborate upon this interconnection about the the meditation approaches and the way desire itself changes because you know we kind of sabotage ourselves kind of what you're trying to say i think but how can we bring desire to a much more uh clearer state where there isn't 
uh, negative desire, let's say. I mean, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So, you know, would you just elaborate on the connection between the, the meditation techniques and desire? That's my general question, however you want to go with that. Yeah, so sometimes we have desires which are numerous. One is you have your own desires. Um, a lot of times we don't know what we want at all. We just That's know. That's a big problem right there. We, don't, we know a lot of times which we don't want. So the first thing is when you meditate like that, you'll you have more clarity. So what you can do with that is really write down two lists. One list is what I don't want. Mm-hmm. And then actually three lists. Um, how I would categorize is one is full of, one list is all, what are all the things I don't want? Because you first want to know what you don't want to create. And that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then the other column is going to be you, the desires you want, but there is two categories on it, meaning your own personal desires and then your desires because of your family, friends, and whatnot. So you have to look at your own desires, how much of it you really want to create. Or is it just like just a passing thing, fleeting thought, like, oh, it would be nice if I had that. So that's the point when you have to really make a list and say, what do I really want? The other one, you have to really, again, um, cross off the things which are not yours. because And you're trying to do it because you're going to please somebody. <laughs> and, of course, you want to you know, take care of people and, you know, um, make people happy. But some of them are not reasonable. So that's the dilemma you have in your head or in your mind where your desire is this, but this is not matching. And so that is why it's not, there's no clarity in your desire. Mm -hmm. So that's what it gives you. Ah, so So this is a beautiful phrase, clarity in one's desire. That is a goal or that is a state of inner being that or inner realization that can happen right Mm -hmm. Uh, would you say like in the journey that you've taken so far because a lot of this is coming from your experience also as well as your medical expertise etc would you say that there is greater clarity in your own desire system without getting into specifics would you say that that's the case absolutely absolutely because there and, is and, and, and what do you mean by clarity what, what does that mean because to you? sometimes you have like so many things you want to do and it's you know almost like an attention deficit you know we say yeah. oh let me do this or oh, let me do that i mean so some of them are just fleeting things mm-hmm. and they may not actually be something you really want mm-hmm. but with when you go into the state of meditation you get more clarity on what do i actually want and not that you should not have more than one. Of course you yeah. can have. But then it's more achievable when you put that in, a, in, a, um, in, in kind of a list or in, in prioritizing, you know, in, in a priority list and say, oh, I can achieve everything I want, but I have to do it one step at a time and one thing yeah. at a time. Because what happens a lot of times is it's very, and it's happened with me, like I've dabbled in so many things you know, before, and a little bit of here and a little bit of there. And then eventually what happens is you don't feel you have accomplished anything and you still feel like you started off where you did. Kind of going in circles. Exactly. That's a serious problem for a lot of people. They feel like they're just going in circles all the time. And that's why they call it attention deficit disorder. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we all have attention deficit uh, to some extent because there's too many things on our plate, there's too many things we want to do, and we don't know how to handle them. So that is why it comes together and we feel like we don't have focus about things. So, so are, you, are you saying that desire is something that should be restricted? Because this is a big question, the question of desire, what desire actually is. You know, there's a 
lot that can be said about it, obviously. But without going into a whole lot of, you know, tangential things, uh, desire has energy within it. And I, in, for I, for I hear from what you're saying is that meditation directly impacts the energy flow, which then impacts desire. So when you say that we should choose what we want or, you know, make a list, these three lists, right? How is that to be done? Because even to clarify what is negative that should be thrown out, what is positive that should be kept, and what is, you know, spiritual or even beyond the negative positive, could you elaborate on that for just from your perspective, you know, from the medical point of view, from a breath work point of view? Because people have health problems. I mean, nobody wants health problems. You know, so how do we, you know, just consciously throw that out from our system? I mean, so maybe you can elaborate on something. So desires are not bad at all because without desire, you can't move. You have right. to have desire That's to it, go yeah. anywhere. That's the motivation. Exactly. So, and contrasts are necessary in life. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we would not appreciate the other side of it. Yeah. So, desires are necessary for us to survive and actually energize ourselves and, and be enthusiastic about life. Right, very so, true. there's nothing wrong with that. Very true. And what meditation does is actually because it integrates all your energies. So it aligns yourself to your real nature. So some of these negative desires actually fall off. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole idea. But and what is a negative desire? I mean, negative we, desire you know, is self-sabotaging. You may have tendencies, whatever you've gone through in your life, yeah. with people, with circumstances, yeah. things like PTSD. They may have a major emotional baggage they carry to yeah. Those ca- are carry with you. Those are, uh, yeah. But they affect people a lot. So then they may have negative desires as to harm that person. They affect the current desires. Correct. Yeah. And all of those. But when you realize that who you huge you know what kind of uh, being you are and with the energies being integrated you realize the so much of love within you so much of compassion within you so those desires are not important anymore they Mm -hmm. become they become less important or they over time of course you have to work on it you know what we generally see is that even people even doing some work like this they may come to a stage where the negative desires begin to diminish the positive increases but then after some time a swinging back occurs into back into negative because of circumstances or situations so this swinging back and forth which you know in the addiction world is called the oscillation of perceived control there's technical words for that but this oscillation effect we see and i think you've seen that even with people with physical health problems and and all that you know could you describe the oscillation effect and how to stop the oscillation effect so Yes, so the benefit of this, when you go into the state and you know how capable or not yeah. capable or what you are capable of actually and how you can create your destiny, it's, it's life is a journey. So you're yeah. going to have these events, you're going to have these circumstances, going to happen. and you're going to have these thoughts, you're going to have these frustrations, but... So we accept that that's going to happen. Correct, because that is life. And it's okay, it's challenging mm-hmm. in your life. You do not fighting with that. You do not want it to be you know, all hunky-dory, then it's boring, first of all. So, but... And that's kind of like a fantasy also. That's not the reality of life. Right, exactly. So, we all want happiness all the time, but think about it like this. I know I'm, I'm digressing okay. a little bit. It's all right, it's okay. Yeah. So, we want to always go on a vacation <laughs> to, right. let's say, Barbados. Hawaii. Okay? Wherever. Um, and we go, we have such a good time, we have the time of our lives, and we come back and we say, oh my God, I wish I was there. But let's say somebody told you, gave you a house, gave you everything, and said, go and live in Barbados. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
one month, two months, maybe even a year or two, you would be happy. But then it becomes a new normal. So then it doesn't feel like it's a vacation or it's a beautiful place anymore. It's like moving to your new house. Yeah. You feel the 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 happiness or the joy, the excitement for a while, and then you're already looking for another house. Why does that happen? Because, now, this is, what you're saying is very true. I mean, you know, I certainly resonate with that, and I think anybody listening to this would resonate with it. Stay on topic because yeah. it keeps jumping. Yeah. There's, no there's no end to the, yeah. to the whole link, right? So anyways, so there's a jumping of desires, which, which is all, that's another whole different topic. So maybe we'll leave that yeah. for another time. Let's just, let me just ask yeah. a final question for this recording. You know, the, the breadth importance of stability of breath is what you were talking about initially here and then we went into many other things uh, which are obviously all linked and you could keep going but could you give like a summary of uh, of what you have said so far uh, with regards to the breath itself uh, and the significance of breath and desire and thought however you want to just summarize yeah, absolutely. that so breath is not just inhalation and exhalation first of all this is all what we know we know the respiratory system the lungs are involved the trachea whatever the airway yeah. we think oh we just inhale and exhale and we get a lot of oxygen right. everything is circulating no it's much 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 more, more than that so it is your life force it is everything is connected to that life force so that's why breathing in different forms the way you want to you know whether it's intermittent hypoxia or rhythmic breathing or breathing through one nostril and the other and all breathing through there's so many different varieties of breath work what it does is it actually integrates like energy systems as and if you go to energy systems, there's a lot of energy systems too. There's different, 14 different meridians. They are kind of little circuits in the body. So there's a lot of energy systems. So they work with the energy systems in your body yes. to integrate everything into one, your mm -hmm. mind, body, and everything. So that's where we want to get at, okay. and that's the advantage. So in my opinion, if you really want to think about how you want to look at, like like a kind of a broad picture about what is it that you want to, you know, uh, look at different uh, parts to put it together to have a good life is it's mind, body, and, you know, spirit, sure. obviously. But when you look at mind itself, it's about meditation, tools for meditation, breath work, energy work, and, um, you know, there are certain other th things. It's, it's more... Um, more um, uh, from Chinese medicine, we have these elements and everything. Mm -hmm. So you know we are part of the universe. Yes. So we have certain movements. Everything what we do in our body is a purposeful. So mm -hmm. even the way you move your fingers, and there is something called mudras. Yes. In um, you know in we call it in Sanskrit. This is again ancient. Holding your fingers in a certain way makes your body react a certain way. Yeah. How you connect to the universe. So these are the things which integrate the whole mind part of it, mind and spirit, right. I would say. Right. So now when you come to the body, of course, you know, things like, for example, um, your nutrition, which is a huge, huge thing, exercise or movement, I call it, Expo going out in the, in the universe, meaning going out in the open, in the parks and, you know, in the um, environment to get be one with the nature mm -hmm. um, be get to the frequency of the nature um, because we're always indoors all these appliances everything all these are negative energies after a while and they're you have to be balanced so we want to go out and do that be soak yourself in the sun sure. um, and then human interaction being you know service is huge when you do yeah. something for others yeah. 
we feel good why is that because the connectedness so you want to experience that connectedness more and more mm-hmm. and these are the things if you put together yeah. you have a good life and nice. it's all fun because you don't want to look at it like i have to do it no it's basically look at it how can i put that as a routine mm-hmm. or make a routine in my life yeah. and you don't have to do it in a day nobody said that but being aware of what things come to you and how you want to just take everything which comes to you as something which is the best thing which happens to you because yeah. of the state of evolution and even the worst things which happen to you it's all about your perception if you start changing that perception you will see beauty in it mm-hmm. and you'll see how your life actually is evolving till the last day you live and it's never boring Beautiful. it is always exciting and energizing and mm-hmm. you're learning every single day and evolving every sin- single day and discovering more of yourself every single day okay all right thank you very much dr chetan all right so let me stop